Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. This is Pastor Rick Fritz, and if you don't know him, you're about to get to know him real good. So he is an incredible speaker. Uh, you know, you may have been in his connect group that he leads here at, at BC before. If you've seen him up here, uh, but Pastor Rick, he pastored a, a church in PA for many years before coming to Ohio here. Now him and his lovely wife Rose, who's sitting right over there, um, they're based right out of Warren, and they travel the world doing doing missions and uh, just preaching the gospel. So. Do me a favor, uh, Warren, if you're watching online, TCI, all together, let's give Pastor Rick a big round of applause. Amen. Thank the Lord. Such a privilege to be here and sharing the word of God with you this weekend. This, of course, is our last service this weekend. God has been blessing so much. And uh, so thankful for Pastor Joe who's just wanting me to go ahead and minister and I'm excited about his new series about the gifts. You know, I'm excited about hearing about that. I enjoy about hearing about the gifts of the Spirit. I encourage you to come and and to be a part of that and listen to that series. Because when the gifts of the Spirit are in operation, it's a wonderful thing, a glorious thing, supernatural thing. And uh, I remember we were in the Philippines, in the jungle, in the Philippines, me and my wife. And we went to this tribe that was hostile, hostile tribe. And actually, some missionaries were killed there uh, four months earlier. And we went to minister to them. And I remember we invited them down. Long story, I'll make it short. We invited them down from the mountain where they were at, down to the base camp where we were at, fed them a good meal. And then I took 15 minutes and shared Christ with them. And yet, uh, no response. So I said, uh, does anyone here need a miracle? Anyone here need a supernatural healing or a, a miracle? And uh, no one moved again. They didn't know us. And so I told my wife, she was interpreting. I said, tell them again. I said, the God I preached about, he'll, he'll do a miracle. He'll heal you right now. So finally, a mother jumped up. She come up with a little baby, just a newborn. And she come up, you see. And uh, through the interpretation, the child had a fever. It was burning up, and the child was limp, wasn't even moving. It was alive, but just no more strength. The gift of faith began to operate. Something inside of me, like a switch, was flipped. I couldn't doubt. It was impossible for me to doubt at that moment. I just shouted out, God's going to heal this baby right now, right in front of everybody. He's going to heal this baby because you know that the God I preached about is real. The gift of faith was an operation. The reason I'm telling you this is because I, I just want you to come to that series that Pastor Joe is going to be talking about. And uh, me and my wife, we prayed for that baby. We, we, we didn't, I didn't even get the full sentence out in the name of Jesus. And I remember that woman, that mother, distinctively, she went, ah, and she pulled that baby back from her hands. She knew something just happened. And she immediately put her lips to the baby's forehead, and she told, the fever's gone. The fever's gone. And we put her hand on the baby's head, and sure enough, it was gone. And uh, 
from that moment, from that episode of 40-some people that came down from the tribe, 27 of them gave their hearts to Christ when they saw the miracle of that baby being healed. They saw the God that we serve as a real God, a living God. Amen? Our God isn't dead, is he? He's a living God. He's a living God. He's a wonderful God. And healing belongs to us, whether you realize it or not. Healing belongs to us. And we can have it in the name of Jesus. Amen? Well, I'm talking about healing today, and the subject is his, his brokenness heals us, or healed us. His brokenness healed us. His brokenness healed us. You know, back in, I'm starting back in Exodus, Exodus chapter 12. In Exodus chapter 12, we see where God gave the instructions to Moses on concerning about the Passover lamb. This was introduced to Passover lamb, you see. And the Passover lamb was a type and shadow of Christ that would come. And what we see happen to the Passover lamb is what is going to see what we see later on with Jesus in that Passover lamb. And if you remember the story concerning that, the Israelites, they were in bondage to Egypt. Do you remember that? And Pharaoh was in charge. And, Mo, and they cried out for deliverance, and God sent Moses. Remember that? And Moses came, and Moses told Pharaoh, let my people go. And what did Pharaoh say? No, nah, it's not going to happen. So God sent a series of plagues upon Egypt. And after a series of plagues, Pharaoh said, no, it's not going to happen. Do you remember that? And then, uh, so God says, yeah, okay, a judgment's going to fall upon the whole land. Judgment's going to fall upon the whole land, the firstborn of every household. He said they're going to die. But he told Moses, he says, Moses, I'm going to introduce something here that's going to spare my people. He says, I want you to do something here that's going to help my people and spare them from judgment and help them to walk out of the bondage that they're in. He said, I want you to take a lamb. I said, a male lamb, blemish-free, no blemishes, one per household, he said, I want you to take that lamb and I want you to kill it. He said, I want you to do two things with this lamb, one with the blood and one thing with the body. He says, take that blood and go outside and I want you to do something you've never done before. He says, you're going to put blood on the outside of your home. Just smear it on. Just pour it on on the outside of your house. He says, Moses, when my judgment falls, when I see the blood, I'm going to pass over you. Tell them that. How many of you remember that in the Bible? Is that right? Other words, the blood protected the people of God from the judgment, from the judgment of God because of the blood, the protection of the blood, which is a type and shadow of Christ that was going to come. But he also did something else. He said, mention about the body. He didn't say throw away the body. He didn't say just bury the body. No, he said, I want you to prepare the body and partake of it. There's something going to happen when you partake of the broken body of the lamb. And we see this preparation in uh, Exodus chapter 12 in the Amplified, verse 11. It says, Now you're eating in this manner. Be prepared for a journey 
with your loins girded, that is, with your outer garment tucked into your band, or means your belt, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. You shall eat it quickly. It is the Lord's Passover. Notice that when God told him about the broken body of the lamb, he told him to do something. He says, when you prepare to eat of this body, I want you to be prepared with your shoes on your feet, with the clothes on your back, with all of your backpacks all prepared, with a staff in your hand, because because when I want you to eat of this broken body, you're going to have to be prepared for change. Be prepared to walk out of your bondage. Be prepared to move. Can you say amen? See, God says you're going to have to eat this in faith because there's change coming. And what happened to the people? They, they, that night they partook of the broken body of the lamb. But the Bible says in the next day, the next day they all walked out of Egypt. They all received supernatural healing, supernatural health because they partook of the broken body of the lamb, which was a foreshadow of Christ. Can you see that today? They received supernatural help. They walked out of Egypt. They all walked out. They all began to go. They all received strength. And you have to remember, these were slaves. They were beaten. They were sick. They were starved. They were weak. But yet, somehow, when they received the supernatural power of God through the shed blood or uh, the broken body of that lamb, they received supernatural strength to go on their journey that God has called them to do. Look what David said. David said about this in Psalm 105, verse 37. He says, he brought them forth also with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. There was not one feeble. The word feeble there in Hebrew means there was not sick or weak. There was not a weak, sick, or feeble person among their tribes. Isn't that amazing? All those who participated, all those who partook of the broken body of the lamb received supernatural help. Hallelujah. And they began to walk out. They began to walk out of their bondage. They walked out of their situation. Even Granny, even Granny got better. Granny, you know, Granny's 85. She could barely go across the room and back. But someone gave her some of that lamb meat that night. Oh, she ate some of that lamb meat of that broken body. And the Bible says, I mean, excuse me, and we know that what happened to Granny the next day, Granny got better. Granny got stronger. Why? Because Granny left with them. They said, Granny, it's a long journey. But she felt good. She felt strong. She felt better. She got her shoes on her feet and she's gone with them. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Transformation. Hallelujah. They walked and walked and even came to the Red Sea and God divided the Red Sea. The Bible says they walked across on dry ground. Do you remember that? Granny's right with them. They didn't push wheelchairs through the desert. They didn't carry people invalids on couches through the wilderness. God knows what they needed for their journey, and he knows what you need for your journey. He knows you've got to make it, and he's given you every provision in order for you and I to make it to the end. Amen? We have a course to finish. We have a job to do. We have a journey to complete. It's going to take divine health. It's going to take divine strength to get it done. Amen? Hallelujah. Woo! I don't know about you, but that excites me. Hallelujah. The Bible is a book of progressive revelation. 
as we go through the scriptures, we see more and more light on these particular things. The prophet Isaiah, 600 years before Christ came, 600 years, he had a revelation of what was going to happen with the sacrifice of Christ. He didn't see a furry little lamb no more. He saw Christ himself, the lamb of God, that would come and give his life for us. Notice what he saw here, Isaiah 53. He was despised and rejected by people, one who experienced pain and was acquainted with illness. People hid their faces from him. He was despised and we considered him insignificant, but he lifted up our illnesses. He carried our pain. Even though we thought he was being punished and attacked by God and afflicted for something he had done, he was wounded because of our rebellious deeds, crushed because of our sins. He endured punishment that made us well. Because of his wounds, we have been healed. Notice the very thing that we saw in Exodus chapter 12, Isaiah is seeing now prophetically for Christ that he's going to come. He's going to deal with the sin issue and he's going to deal with the temporal body issue as well. How many of you know there is a sin issue of the eternal, but there's also we live in this temporal life. Is that correct? How many of you are still here? Is that correct? You're not, it's not all just eternal. It's temporal. You're still here in this life. God knew that. He provided. He's providing the eternal through the blood and the temporal through the body. You need both. You need both. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, we go forward in Scripture. Now in time of Jesus, when he walked upon the earth. We see it in Matthew's account. Jesus is walking upon the earth. But you see before that, remember John the Baptist. He was a forerunner of Christ. He was the greatest prophet ever born of a woman, Jesus said. Why was that? John the Baptist introduced the world to Jesus. Is that right? Jesus stepped out into the Jordan, and John the Baptist cries out. He said, behold, the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. Do you remember that? He says, oh, no, we don't need fluffy no more. There ain't no more fluffies we don't need no more. We got the Lamb of God himself. God sent the Lamb of God, and he's going to sacrifice. He's going to be the supreme sacrifice for all of us. Amen? Hallelujah. Look at, look at Matthew 8 says, so. verse 16. When the evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed and who, who, had, who cast out spirits with the word, healed all that were sick. See, isn't that wonderful? He healed all that were sick. Are you part of the all? Yeah, you can be a part of the all. All that were sick that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying himself took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. So Jesus is now becoming the Lamb of God that was prophesied many, many years ago. And now, like we saw in Exodus chapter 12, where the Lamb, the physical Lamb, the first Lamb, which was a type and shadow of Christ, he's going to have to be killed. Something's going to have to be done with the blood and something's going to have to be done with the body. The Bible says that Jesus was tortured and scourged. I don't know if you know what scourging means, but it's one thing you never want to have in your life is scourging. Scourging was the most horrific, most horrible form of punishment that a prisoner could ever have. A condemned prosoner, the Bible said, or excuse me, Josephus, a historian writer, said that scourging was so horrific and so horrendous that prisoners would choose suicide than to face it. Scourging means that there was two whips by Roman soldiers and they would tie pieces of bone, metal, and glass to the end of the whips and they would whip 
the, the prisoner, the condemned prisoner, so severely, when they'd wrap those cords wrap around the body and they'd pull them back, it would slice you to the bone. It was meant to disfigure you. It was meant to, to really shred the flesh off the human body. Josephus also said, he noticed, he said, as he witnessed, ex or witnessed scourgings uh, by the Romans, he said the prisoners, they could be scourged so badly, the spine would be exposed. The rib cage would be exposed. The kidneys would be exposed, you see. That's how bad Jesus' body was ripped for you and I. See, just like in Exodus 12, the body had to be broken down. Jesus' body was broken down for you and I. Can you say amen? You, my, my friends, don't ever say healing is not important. Don't ever say God doesn't really care that much about healing. Look what he did with his body. He, he went, his body was completely wretched. It was completely broken down. It was completely ripped so that you and I can receive something. Can you say amen? I tell you, when he was being beaten and ripped and that body was screaming in pain, there is no medical chart that can record the pain that he was going through. He, had, he, had, he did not open up his mouth. He never said nothing. He kept his mouth closed. He never said stop. He never said, please have mercy on me. He never said nothing like that. He kept his mouth shut because he knew a day that you and I would be in pain. He knew a day that sickness and disease would try to attach itself to you, and you need his perfect body that was broken for you and me, and we can receive divine healing through faith because of that. Amen? That's why he kept quiet. Hallelujah. 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 That's why he kept quiet, so that we don't have to be quiet. Hallelujah, we can, we can give God praise for the divine healing he provided for us. His body, his brokenness healed us. His brokenness healed us. See, in order for you to get something of health and strength, that means someone with health and strength had to sacrifice theirs. It's called the great exchange. Amen? He who knew no sin became sin, the Bible says, that we may become the righteousness of God. That's the great exchange. We receive his righteousness. We don't earn it. We just receive it because of his blood. Is that correct? Hallelujah. Same with healing. You can't earn healing. I don't care how good you are. You can't earn it. You can't earn it by going to church enough. I don't care if you never missed church for 35 years. You can't earn it. I don't care how much money you give. You can empty out your checkbook every week and you can't buy healing. It can't, it's got to be received through the act of faith. He did the work. You've got to do the work. He did the work. We received the act by faith. Amen? This is how you get born again. That's how you get healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2. Peter's looking back at the cross now out of the Message Bible. He used his servant body to carry our sins to the cross so that we could be rid of sin. Free to fight the right way, free, to, free to, to live the right way. His wounds became your healing. Now just think about that phrase. Let's say it with me. Can you say that phrase? His wounds became your healing. Say it this way. His wounds became my healing. Let's say it now. His wounds became my healing. It's the great exchange. His body was broken, so your broken body can get better. Isn't that wonderful how much he loved us? 
He didn't just care about the eternal aspect of us. He also cared about the temporal aspect of us. See, because the church has to be mobile. In order for the church to be mobile, the church has to be healthy. Just like the children of Israel, they had to be healthy in order for them to be mobile to, to carry out their journey. They had to go to the promised land. Do you remember that? You got to be healthy to go to the promised land. Well, you got to be healthy also to finish out your journey. You don't want to die early, do you? You don't want to be in a hospital for six months every year, do you? I said, do you? No, you don't. No, you don't. You want to get better. Why? Because there's things you want to do for God. You, should, you, you, have to have a, you have to have a desire. You have to have a goal of where you're going in life. And you've got to believe that God's going to give you the strength and the health in order to get it done. Is this helping anybody? Is it just my preaching to myself? Hallelujah. He said, well, I'm not a preacher. I, 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 what about you? Listen, you could be a business owner, you, whatever, but you need strength and help to get it done, whatever God has called you to do. Amen? You won't make it without his strength, and you're not going to make it without his divine healing. You're not going to make it. That's why he provided for He knows what you needed, what we needed, what I needed in order to get this done. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul says this, you know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, first of all, he says this before we even get to the verse. He says, I received of the Lord. Remember that, talking about communion? He says, I received of the Lord concerning these things. Paul says, I received from the Lord himself about this stuff. And look, look what he says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 29. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sickly among you, and many have died prematurely. Notice here, he didn't say, you know, many are weak, physical weak, many are sick, physical sickness, and many have died prematurely because they didn't honor the blood. No, no, he didn't say that. He says because they didn't discern or understand or value the body. Why? Because the body provided the help for us for the weakness, for the sickness, and then to escape premature death. You don't want to die when you're 40, do you? Well, one person said no. Nah, I'm going to try it again just in case the mic wasn't working. I said, you don't want to die when you're 40, do you? How about 50? How about 60? How about 70? How about 80? Yeah, that's right. Just keep trucking. You might as well just keep trucking. You might as well be like Granny and just keep trucking. Listen, there's no hurry to die. Just keep living, living for God all you can because these are, these, this is the moment we get the rewards, what we do in this life. Yes. Amen? Yes. Serve God all the days of your life and live for him and receive his health and divine strength. He'll get you to the finish line. Amen? Because in heaven, there's no more witnessing in heaven. There's no more preaching for people to get born again in heaven. Everyone's saved. There's no more praying for the sick in heaven. Everybody's healed. It's now. It's now. Missionary work is now. There's no missionary work in heaven. It's now. Amen? Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. You know, when Pastor Joe takes us, helps us, leads us in taking communion. What does he do? He takes two elements, one of the blood and 
one of the bread. Do you remember that, the body? And with the juice, he does what? He lifts up the juice and he says what? He said, this is about the, the represents the body, or excuse me, the blood of Christ. And he said, and we receive it. We receive it and we judge ourselves of any sin and we ask God to cleanse us from any sin and then we symbolically, we take it in and drink of that, you see? Because we're washed in the blood of Christ and spares us from judgment. How many know when you're under the blood of Christ, you don't have to worry about the judgment of God coming on you, is that correct? When you're washed in the blood. But he's also, he took the element of the bread and what did he do with the bread? He takes the bread and what's Pastor Joe do? He takes it up and he tells you to do what? He tells you to break it. Why? Jesus said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Remember, he broke that bread? In other words, it's being shredded. It's being torn. It's symbolically, you see. And then we take that bread, and when we do what? We, we receive it unto ourselves. I'm sitting back there, and I take communion. What do I do? I, I look at myself, and if there's anything wrong in my body, I, I acknowledge his body was broken for me, and I receive my healing. I receive my healing by faith. I realize his body was broken so mine could be healed. So I receive my healing. I receive my healing. Hallelujah. You can say that too. Can you all say it? I receive my healing. Say it again. Say it again. There's just, there's just something when you keep saying it, it means something to you. You can receive your healing. Hallelujah. You can receive strength. You can receive vitality. You can receive everything that God has given to you and provided for you in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. I've been sick and I've been healed. Healed's better. It's better. How many of you agree to that? Amen? Nobody likes to be sick. When you have kids that are sick, it's a horrible thing. When you got grandkids that are sick, it's a horrible thing. Healing's better. Healing's better. Hallelujah. And God is going to just touch people today and heal people, strengthen people. We're going to be praying for folks here in a few seconds. If you come and you're believing God to be touched and uh, prayed for, we're going to be praying for you here in a few moments. But before we do that, I just want to go ahead and give every opportunity to receive Christ, just in case you're here and you never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We're going to do that now before we pray for the sick. So let's bow our heads for a moment, shall we please? You may be here and you say, Pastor, I, I never, uh, I, 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 don't, I, I just walked in the door. Well, God saw you, he knows you're here and he loves you very much. And so if you wanna make it real right now to receive Christ, let's all say it together. Heavenly Father, I realize I'm a sinner and I come before you right now. I believe that you raised Jesus from the dead and Jesus is alive. Jesus, I, re I receive you. Re I come into my heart, wash me in your precious blood and make me clean. I will follow you all the days of my life. You are my Lord and you are my Savior. Now, if you've prayed that prayer for the first time, we want to... We want to give you a Bible today. Just raise your hand. We'll, we will uh, give you a Bible today. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, is there anyone here or online? Maybe you're online and you've prayed that prayer. Just go ahead and acknowledge that online, and we will get you a Bible to you as well. Hallelujah. Thanking you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. 
God's always faithful. God's always faithful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And we thank you for that opportunity for the altar call. I'm going to pray for those who are online right now. Before we pray for those in here in, in the sanctuary, and maybe you are sick, maybe you're afflicted online, you couldn't be here, but God's where you're at. And God will take this message to touch you and to bless you and to help you and to strengthen you. So just receive him as your healer, just like you did as your Savior. Just receive him as your healer right now. Father, I pray for those who are online right now in the name of Jesus. I ask, dear God, that you'll touch them, that you'll do a miracle for them, that, dear God, that you'll minister to them abundantly. Father, I pray that you'll touch their, their legs and their arms and their back and their knees. Father, to touch their liver and their, and their heart and their kidneys in the name of Jesus. Father, those that are struggling with anxiety and fear, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I take authority over sickness and disease that are trying to come against them, and we rebuke it now in the name of Jesus. I speak freedom and deliverance to manifest in their life and to produce a health and a cure and a recovery now. Father, we thank you for the miracles online right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast.